Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well, losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash I do. That's ro.co slash I D O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's row.co slash I do. Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real. Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep free trial and a 10-year warranty. So you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do for an exclusive 35% off because every mom deserves a good night's sleep. And with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. What's up, guys? Welcome to ID Podcast, where we interview the world's leading relationship, marriage, dating, and self-help experts. 
Whether you're dating, single, married, or struggling in a relationship, you're in the right place. We're here to help give you the tools to succeed. And on today's show, we welcome Kristen Craren, and we talk about habitually picking the wrong partner. And if you're someone listening, maybe a light bulb went off and you're like, yep, that's me. If that's not you, maybe you have a friend who is always with the wrong guy or the wrong girl and it just turns out unhappy for them or they're just in a relationship and they're stuck and they're constantly picking these same kinds of people. So whether this is happening to you or a friend, there's a lot of great stuff you're going to learn today. And if it's not happening to you, you can be a huge help and a huge value to your friend by listening to today's episode and Kristen gives us specific tools for what to do if you have a friend in this situation and how to approach them. And certainly if you are in this situation, we want you to be happy and you deserve to be happy. So don't continue to pick the wrong partner. Listen to today's episode and Kristen is going to give you specific tools to examine why you're picking the wrong partner because the first thing is to understand what is actually going on why are you picking these partners that are not matching up that are not treating you right and then almost more importantly or equally as important taking the steps to get out of that relationship and then find the partner that's right for you at the end of today's episode we'll be playing you out with the song wandered away It's from the band The Hip Abduction, and it's from their album Gold Under the Glow. We appreciate you guys so much for listening and supporting us. If you'd like to help support us in other ways, you can check out today's podcast description or the show notes page. There are a few links on the description. One of those is Amazon. If you click on that link and you shop on Amazon.com, we will get a small percentage of your sale audibletrial.com forward slash I do podcast. Get a free 30-day trial and a free book. There are plenty of options to choose from. Uh, Tons of the books that our guests on our show that they recommend are on there. So go ahead and check that out. And lastly, patreon.com forward slash I do podcasts. We've created a bunch of different options for you to choose from, each with different rewards, and you can contribute for $2 a month. So every little bit counts. And we appreciate you guys so much. Thanks for listening. And we hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, Kristen. Thanks for joining us on the show today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So we've given our listeners just a little overview. So why don't you take a minute, tell us about yourself and why you enjoy helping people improve their relationships. So um, I graduated from the University of Missouri-St. Louis in 2012, and I was actually in school for the school counseling program. And I realized through my internships that I, I was referring out because as a school counselor, you're working with IEPs and 504 plans and doing evaluations of kiddos and talking to parents and basically sending them on their way if there's an issue. And in that, I realized that um, the family system is really important. And um, so that's where the family systems comes into play. And then relationships are just a part of it. And 
as parents, we are the cornerstone of the household. So I think that everything starts, especially with kids, with the relationship. But then then you get led into couples that don't have children and so on. So it just kind of all blends together. But um, that's kind of how I got started and my interest in couples and relationships. Well, our topic today certainly is going to be influenced by the way people are brought up, I'm sure. And I, we want to zero in on people that find themselves habitually picking the wrong partners. And our listeners may be saying, yeah, that's me. Or they may be saying, yeah, I have a friend who always seems to have trouble in their relationships and they're picking the wrong people. So let's zero in on that and kind of jump right in. Okay. So I guess the question is, why do people pick the wrong partner? Exactly. And my answer to that would be is that they are playing out roles from their family of origin within relationships that they form. Um, That definitely is a reason that I find. um, And as a therapist, I've certainly gone to my own therapy and have done my work. And that's certainly what I've experienced personally. Yeah, and it's so interesting because we are shaped so much in those early years and everything, the way we experience life later on at that time, but certainly later on, whether it's relationships or or, or really so much of, of who we are does revolve around relationship with ourselves and with others. So what's an example of maybe a specific thing that someone may be doing that they're picking someone a certain type and uh, can you maybe just run us through that and and what are the mechanisms going on that they're bringing from their childhood sure i have to think about this for a second um gosh there's so many variables that go into picking relationships i i imagine it like a like a subway bane you know where there's so many options for what you can pick and depending on how you put it all together will give you a certain result that's either tasty or not um so a reason why someone may pick the wrong person would be say they Say, uh, we'll go with a female, say a female grows up in an abusive household where the father is very patriarchal and controlling and this female um, hasn't always had a lot of choices in her life and then um, knows she's unhappy and knows it doesn't feel right, but then ultimately picks a partner that mirrors um, her father. And a reason for that could be because simply that's what she's used to. And while she knows that's not comfortable or maybe it's even unhealthy or you could say wrong, um, it is it is what she's accustomed to. And in therapy, we call that uh, homeostasis. That's what the the temperature is set at or what the expectations are set at. And often people don't know how to change that or maybe even don't know what else to look for in a person. And how would that particular person in that situation get out of that homeostasis that's wrong for them? Well, first thing they need to do is become aware of it. Many, many, many people are not aware of what they're doing. So I would suggest that they go talk to a professional to help them become aware of it. And after you have that awareness piece, um, you continue to go to therapy almost like you would go to the gym either once a week 
or every other week and and talk about things. And it's a very slow process, even after the awareness, where you realize your own patterns that you just never thought about before. And what's great about therapists is we're trained to pick out those patterns and point them out and help you heal around them. Yeah, it's pretty incredible how we can be stuck in this, like you, the term you use, homeostasis, and not mm-hmm. realize it. And and you say become aware of it. And and I think, Sarah and I, we get that. But what if – I'm just trying to put myself in that person's position because they're so in, ingrained in that, in that way of thinking. They may not become aware of it, and certainly that's where the problems arise. So how do they kind of snap out of it? How do they become aware of it? Well, if if they're listening to this, there's certainly already some level of awareness. But I would say for people who aren't aware, um, it would be someone – I feel like someone else is going to have to sit down with them and be very honest with them. So if a listener has a family member or a close friend that is habitually in destructive or volatile relationships and they're scared to say anything, I mean, we as humans don't exist in bubbles. So our reality is created based on our communication with other people. And if someone's sitting down with you and pointing this out and saying, hey, you know – Maybe maybe we should explore what values you have and are those in line with the people that you're picking. And most oftentimes, it's they are not going to be aligned. And then, okay, so there, there's something going on here. And then, and then that's possible that that's where the awareness can start. But um, it's going to take something in the environment pointing in that direction. So we've kind of gone through the person, the first step they need to do is, is become aware of it. And hopefully, if they're listening, you're aware. Or if you have a friend that you feel like you can help out, have that honest conversation. So then the next step is seeking therapy, talking through why you are seeking out the same kind of uh, bad relationship. And now, to me, the next sort of progression is, all right, we're going to work on that and then find the right kind of person and how does that process look for for someone that's trying to get out of that habit of picking the wrong partner right you know i have several um male clients that have come to me for that very reason and i you know when they came to me i wasn't expecting it because usually i have partners that are sitting in front of me. So it was kind of like, I feel like kind of a a dating app where they're trying to figure out, you know, who they should be with. And what I found effective is um, first asking them, who are you? And, and oftentimes, they don't really know. So I would say the first step is to figure out who you are, what are your values and what are what is important to you. And when I hear I don't know, I go to family members and I say, well, what do you love about your mom? What do you love about your dad? What about your sisters and brothers or your best friend? What are the qualities in those people that you like? And then how does that translate into a partner relationship? So after they figure out what their values are and we make a physical concrete list of of those values so that they can actually see them and possibly hang them on a mirror or put them by their bedside so that they can constantly refer to those. My next step would be to have 
the client think of themselves as a gift to somebody. And if and if someone doesn't match your set of values or seems toxic or manipulative, why would you give the gift of yourself to someone like that? And and I don't think men in particular are often talk to like that. And um, and when I say it to my male clients, they're often surprised and have never thought thought of themselves that way. Um, I I have one that I've explained. You're very successful. You're a business owner. You are talented and and good looking. Don't give your gift away to just anybody. Make sure that it's a match first. I love that process and. I really like the exercise of if you can't think of like what you want in a romantic partner, think about what you like about your mom, dad, or family members. And I think that's really valuable because personally, and I'm sure a lot of people run into this, you think you want one thing and it's really not what you want. And, and right. or, or it's what you think you want, but the reality is is. That's why you're habitually picking the wrong partner or that's why you – not necessarily the wrong partner in an abusive way, but you're just not a good fit. And right. uh, I guess I was I was lucky in, in meeting Sarah because I, I – at the time, I wasn't looking for a, a wife. Uh, this was – we were still in college and – and I wasn't necessarily looking for a type. I, I thought I wanted a certain type and, and Sarah was not that type. And, and I say that in a good way because <laughs> we're, we're really happy. But it, it's just so interesting looking back. And I, the example uh, I'll give because maybe people can relate is, is it was I was in, in and still am uh, very much into water sports. And I thought that my ideal partner would be a a girl or a woman that was also like participating in the water sports with me because we could share, you know, we could be surfing or kiteboarding at the same time to the activities I enjoy. And Sarah is supportive of that. And she actually like has given it a go and she's kind of a natural, but she's not a, a surfer in the sense that I am. I live in and breathe it, but it's great. Because that's what I, it's just so funny because that's what I thought I wanted. And, and now I'm like, man, I'm, I'm happy with Sarah and I'm glad that I didn't keep trying to find that because now I realize that that's not actually what would make me happy long term. I think it's really the little things that matter in a relationship. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's just on that same note. It's like, and I'm sure people can relate or they may be thinking to themselves, yeah, like I'm, I'm trying to find this partner that's really into this thing that I'm into. And you, you might not want that. And my buddy told me a a story kind of surrounding this at at the same time. He was another kiteboarder and he's like, you don't want your girlfriend or wife kiting. He's like, you need time by yourself. If you guys kite, both kite, you're always going to be together at home when you go to kiteboard. And then you're always going to be worried about her when you're on the water. You're going to want to, you know, make sure she's okay and, and be concerned. Or then you're sharing your gear and, and he's like, you don't want that. <laughs> and he was speaking from 
personal, uh, personal yeah. experience. Now, it's not to say that that can't work. I don't want to say, you know, I think that is a great thing and that can work for people. But I'm very happy, and I think Sarah is too, that we have our own things. And when I go and surf, I'm doing my thing, and, and uh, she does hers. We still have our shared experiences. You know, we do like to travel and hike and do things like that. But there are certain activities that I enjoy when he goes and does his thing and I do mine. Yeah, what you guys are talking about is having a certain level of independence and personal identity, which is very important. And also, um, often people idealize especially if they're on like a second marriage, what they would want in a partner. And often it's not possible to find all of the traits that they want in one package. And, and you know, when it, when you have someone that's different from you in some ways, it's kind of nice to be proud of them and enjoy them and in ways and in things that you don't have about yourself. It's so true that, the idealizing a partner because it, we've talked about this before on the show. If you are waiting around for your soulmate or you think there's just that perfect match, that's it's not made. Gonna <laughs> it's, it's made for movies, and it's funny mm-hmm. how culture does impact that. Uh, like it impacts a lot of things, everything in our life. But I think that is a a common storyline. Uh, and, and everything is like your soulmates waiting for you in this perfect match. And it's just not a reality. And, and I think we come back to that. And you mentioned earlier, the foundation of what are your values? And, and that is kind of the, the primary thing you need to be looking for in a partner is someone whose values fit with yours. Not everything is going to fit perfectly, but, uh, we talk about again on past episodes that your your deal killers. What are the values that you're just not willing to compromise? And then going in with with those in mind and seeking a partner that those are not uh, conflicting with. And also, we have to keep in mind that values are very different than interests. Yes, values and there's values and morals, and then there's what do you what do you like and dislike. So. Um, Sometimes those get muddled together. That's a great point. And going back to the story with Sarah, our interests were not the same, but our values were. And in looking back at it, that's I was looking for a partner with the same interests and and not the same values necessarily. I mean, a little bit on the values, but emphasizing the interests. And so, just from my own perspective, I navigated that. Not on purpose, but kind of just in the the fact that I, I met Sarah and our values aligned and uh but I was kind of going down that trajectory just because of what I thought I wanted was so different um but it, so I can kind of relate or imagine our listeners or someone that's habitually in these bad relationships so what is maybe another thing that besides you know looking at themselves and, and understanding where it's coming from, is there another big thing that someone that is habitually in a bad relationship uh, should look out for or n- needs to kind of work on? So first we said that someone who's habitually in a bad relationship first needs to um, become aware of it and understand why. And then... Um, I I would say that some something else that they need to look out for is what are they gaining from 
the relationships that they've been in? Is it attention? Uh, because we all know as children, we'll take attention positive or negative. That doesn't change when we get older. Um, and a perfect example of that is husband and wife been married for 20 years. The wife feels like she's not getting attention. She's tried to get it positive ways. So then she goes to negative ways of getting attention. Maybe it's flirting or excessive use on Facebook. So um, so, so that would be an example of how adults um, try to get attention. Um, so basically, what is what is the relationship serving how how what are they getting out of it and it's going to be something it's it will be positive or negative but there will always be something that someone is getting out of a relationship and most often is it if it is something negative is that relationship kind of doomed or is that is that just a uh, an indicator that of uh it needs work you know, it could go either way. Uh, it, it just depends if there's abuse or neglect or anything like that in the relationship. And in that case, I would say get out. But I think with any relationship, you know, you can you can find a way to work on things. Um, but the key is really understanding yourself and then understanding your partner and where they're coming from. So kind of like the same idea of put your mask on first and then someone else's. Um, yeah. So I think that, I think that there's hope in almost any situation, unless it is abusive, in which case um, you need to take care of yourself. Well, this is all great information, and I I think it it's just so valuable because time is priceless, and someone that is habitually getting into bad relationships. Yes, I mean, no one's perfect and you're not going to have all perfect relationships, but it's just time that you're spending in in a negative environment or not time that you're not with someone that uh, you should be with. And this information is so valuable because it can hopefully get that person that's listening or get that person that's listening who has a friend like this, snap them out of out of this habit and let them get the help and save that time and receive more love. Right. And, you know, all of this leads me to the importance of premarital counseling. People might get into a relationship and feel like it's not a good fit, but really it may not be about a good fit or a bad fit. It, it could be about communication. And in premarital counseling, you learn a lot about that and um, how to troubleshoot relationships as well because there are people who feel like they're constantly picking the wrong person, but but it's just not the case. It's, it's something else. So it's very complicated. There's lots of variables involved, and it's really hard to know what's what. And for our listeners out there who may be thinking, oh, well, you know, I do know somebody or I have a good friend who is habitually getting in these bad relationships. Do you have any tips for them to maybe confront their friend and say what you're doing? I, you know, I think you need to take a step back and become aware of a situation. Do you have any advice for those listeners who want to maybe do a little mini intervention for their friends? (laughs) Definitely. Anytime that someone um, is going to find themselves in a possible confrontation, I always suggest ask questions. Because 
I think as friends, we might come in with a lot of opinions, which comes across as very unempathetic. And when we ask questions, that communicates interest and genuine concern. And you can ask questions in a way that are not threatening. Um, You can also ask questions in a way that's very contemptuous. So if you formulate your questions in a loving and empathetic way, which I would hope would be possible if you're friends with somebody in a situation like that, it would look like, um, are you happy? Um, What kinds of things in this relationship are fulfilling to you? What qualities in this person do you like? Um, How much time do you spend happy versus unhappy? And, And asking about strengths. Those are all things that I as a therapist do and certainly anybody, anybody else can do. It's just all about delivery. Absolutely. Like so much with communication and those are good questions to ask your friends and they're good questions to ask yourself. Uh, Definitely. (laughs) Well, all great stuff. And now we got to move forward to the lasting love round. Okay. What is one tool or practice our listeners can use on a daily basis to help improve their relationship? Use of empathy. I think one of your questions to me was, what is uh, one of the biggest issues I find in relationships? And I think what the majority of the population hears is money, but, but I don't think that's it. I think it is how couples are communicating and how they use empathy. Oftentimes, um, we are defensive and are busy defending ourselves Therefore, we cannot be empathetic, but on the other end of the conversation, our partner doesn't feel validated or understood. So the use of empathy would be my answer for that. Is there a book or resource you can recommend for listeners who want to improve their relationship? Yeah, I really like the Gottman Institute. Um, John Gottman's theory of relationships is very commonsensical, and I think um, anybody can follow it. And he has a... Um, he does uh, relationship retreats or couples retreats. And if you don't want to go out of town for that, you can order it and do it at home with your spouse. So, Awesome. Well, uh, those recommendations will be up on our website on idopodcast.com on your show notes page. Thank you. We've been married for two years now. Is there any advice you'd give newlyweds? Yeah, um, I would say checking in with each other and um, basically taking a temperature of the relationship um, on a regular basis Um, and just remembering, again, to be empathetic. I see that as one of the biggest problems. And I think as long as a couple has empathy and it continues, I think the relationship will continue um, in a healthy way. What advice would you give our single listeners looking for a happy relationship? Um, The advice that I would give to single listeners looking for a happy relationship would be to um, do something that they that would be outside of their box or somewhat outside of their comfort zone. Something I suggest is, you know, go have coffee in the morning somewhere different or go to a different place for dinner um, just to get yourself out of your typical routine that we all fall into. And you may run into that special person. I love that. That's the first time we've heard that recommendation. And I think that's so 
good because nowadays it's so easy to be in the routine, even in real life, going to the coffee shop and that, or on dating sites if some if mm-hmm. our single listeners are there and you're just kind of like in this zone. So mix yeah. it up, go go opposite. I, I love it. Right. Well, Kristen, we've really enjoyed hearing all the advice you've given us and our listeners. So let's wrap up by having you tell our listeners where they can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. Sure. I'm changing up my website um, soon, so you can find me um, most reliably on um, Facebook at Craren Mediation Services, LLC, and you spell my last name C-R-A-R-E-N. Our listeners can find all the information and links to today's episode on idopodcast.com. Go to the podcast tab and you'll be in the archives. And again, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show. Thanks for having me. Hi, Sarah here. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so through Patreon, Amazon, or audible.com. All the links are on the bottom of our show notes page on idopodcast.com and in the description for this episode. Also, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe on iTunes. We appreciate it so much. Thanks. From the wild sea And so to the sea we go We are the air we breathe We are the stars we throw
You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our Sex Podcast Collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com.